and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number 18. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, a man who truly loves the spotlight, Mr. Blair Faulkner, who actually has the top lawn in Foxborough, and Miss Kathy Fenton, soon to be my neighbor and as always, my cousin. Hey, Sam. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome. Doing hey, great. Mr. Fix. <laughs> hello, hello. Nice uh, to see Mr. everyone. Mr. Faulkner, how happy are you that uh, you actually got your credit where credit is due for your lawn this time instead of Sam throwing, just completely throwing you under the bus? Yes, he is. Well, and so backstory, I had to send him a picture to show him that it's not mm-hmm. the scabbiest lawn in Sherwood Park. But now he's only given me credit for my neighborhood. So, right, he just, he oh, intro yeah, me yeah, as the just the best lawn in Foxborough. So I haven't grown to full Hamlet yet. <laughs> You're going to nitpick? Honestly, I was, I just picked Fox. <laughs> I picked that because it sounded good coming off the tongue. Like Sherwood Park, <laughs> it doesn't sound as good as Foxborough. So I, anyways, thanks for the shout out on the lawn. Yeah. Should we make yeah, Travis talk about himself now too, or? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, let's, <laughs> no, let's we hear it. Do we have anything to <laughs> grill him with? Yeah, I'm sure I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I think, I, I think one of these times, like the three of us, Miss Fenton, Mr. Falker, and myself, we should come up with like a rebuttal intro for Sam. Cause he always throws oh. out these like awesome accolades, like pokes, pokes some fun at us here and there. It gives us these wild titles. We got to come back with something next, next week. I'm mostly positive, aren't I? Aside from the one episode where Except, I, yeah, I the one episode, and, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't go well. So we, <laughs> I've been positive it. since. It's it's all about positivity. All about mm-hmm. positivity. It's a Always good idea, positive. though, Raleigh. We should, uh, yeah, we'll have to come up with something. We got to figure something out. Um, okay, here's something I, I was thinking about uh, today. I had to run out and, and grab a couple of things, um, and I saw a sign for the curbside pickup at one of the grocery stores, right? And so curbside pickup has become kind of a household thing now, right? A lot of stores, department stores, grocery stores, you name it, food stores have curbside pickup. I remember way back when, like living in Lloydminster, the Safeway in Lloydminster had grocery pickup before curbside pickup was a thing. So you could go grocery shopping in in Safeway leave your groceries inside. They would take it to a little spot. You'd go get your car. You'd pull right up and you'd like run over that little um, line on the road where yeah. it rings the bell ding, inside. Ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they would bring your groceries out and put it in your car. I'm like, Safeway had curbside pickup before the curbside pickup was a thing, which I, it just came to me tonight, which is pretty it, cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I think curbside pickup is is a positive and probably a positive that will come out of um, all of this pandemic and something mm-hmm. that will, I think, continue, right? Yeah. Two things. First one was I thought uh, you were going to talk about like the milkman dropping off like milk for some reason. Just kind <laughs> of made me tell you yourself. Milk milk Kathy. Delivered your How do you spell milk? <laughs> milk. How milk. do you spell milk, milk. Kathy? Milk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what I oh. struggled with. We can't bring it up no, again. She don't. said milk. She said milk. <laughs> We've done the struggle with spelling. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Anyways. We can't bring it up again. Second second piece that is I started to do the um, pickup at the grocery store and it is wonderful. Like I am just never going back to actually having to go in the store because when I do it online, I'm not adding a bunch of stuff as I'm walking the aisles. I'm like, oh yes, more cookies is a good idea. Or this bag (laughs) of chips. Like when it's online, I'm like, okay, you're in this budget. Like you can just see the price as is right then and there. So 
I love it. And I just show up, I give them a call, they put in the trunk, boom, out of there. I feel like I have so many things to talk about with the grocery pickup, but when I was doing student leadership, we always were doing meals for, let's say the honors program. So you're making pancakes for, I don't know, 250 kids or like big grocery orders. And it was my job to go and pick it up from the grocery store. And there's nothing more awkward than pushing two grocery carts full of muffins or full of (laughs) hot dogs or whatever it is. And of course at the till, it's like, Oh, you throw in a party. It's like, like, yes. And I'm going to eat like 400 (laughs) hot dogs or my favorite was like, Oh, are you throwing a party? I'm like, no, I just really like muffins. (laughs) Anyways. So the grow, the curbside pickup or click and collect was amazing for that. Cause it, it, I had to, I got to skip all of those things, but personally I struggle with the curbside pickup because then they're picking my apples or they're picking my produce. Yeah. And I, I don't like that as much. Okay. Yeah. We, we ran into that problem with, uh, with mangoes the one day and like we, we've had thankfully a lot of success with the gro- grocery deliveries. Uh, but the very first time we did it, we got an absolute sour batch of mangoes. Wasn't good. Um, <laughs> Next piece, I just want to jump on when you're saying you, you saw, or I guess it was yourself when you were pushing two two carts in the grocery store, right when like the first week of, of the COVID-19 happened and there was that big like toilet paper craze that everyone had to get bundles yeah, and bundles right. Of, right, of toilet paper. Uh, I went to the Walmart buyer house not to get toilet paper, like something that I actually needed. And there's this older man uh, pushing two shopping carts. One of the weirdest things I've seen, one was like full, cart all the way to the bottom stacked probably twice as high as the cart of loaves of bread and the cart in his right hand was stocked bottom of the cart double the height of the cart of jugs of milk and that was it <laughs> what milk are you gonna and do bread milk well, it expires need... i yeah People i'm not sure it was that i've heard freeze hmm. milk interesting i've heard that maybe he's making a whole bunch of french toast yeah like <laughs> uh trav you said older man and it made me think of this um what age is an adult to you? So, and I'll give you a little backstory. When I was in high school, I remember hearing uh, a teacher was like 25. I'm like, wow, that teacher's like pretty young for, for whatever, being a high school teacher. And then I had a really good teacher. Uh, his name is Mr. Skalski and he's awesome. And his, he was 30 when I had him in uh, social 10. And mm-hmm. I remember that was the moment when he was an adult to me and he wasn't a young teacher. And so 30 for me, and I'm about to turn 30 in a month and it's sickening that I'm turning into an adult. I can't go back. I I have, I have two answers. One is maybe a little more realistic and one is not so much. Um, I think of an adult as always someone who's one year older than me, regardless of what my (laughs) age is. (laughs) And then uh, my like more realistic answer is, is uh, same thing that you said, Sam, as soon as you say you're 30 or 30 something, like you're old. If, like as soon as you say you're 26, 27, even 29, like the, the 20 prefix keeps you young. But it, in my mm-hmm. own head, anybody who's older than me, they're an adult. I have still yet to reach that. <laughs> you guys, this is awesome. Um, hey, let's hear your, your yeah, answer, old man. Okay, well, and you're going <laughs> to, maybe you'll laugh at this, but I, well, you know, I have two older brothers. So I was always and always will be the youngest. And so I always hung out with my brothers and with their older friends. And we always played hockey with, so I was always playing up with the, with the older guys and they always needed a goalie. So I was, I would always go out. Yeah. So I was always the youngest, always the youngest. So I still think of myself as mm-hmm. the youngest. 
Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of my family. (laughs) And even when I'm sitting with you guys, I still feel maybe you guys just bring me down a little bit, not bring me down, bring (laughs) my age down a little bit. So I always feel young. So speaking how uh, Fix, you mentioned that you have your birthday this month. My question to you guys, because I just had recently gone to a next month cousin. I'm a poor communicator. I think I said in a month. In a month. Sorry. Uh, I heard that wrong then. Yep. You're right. Come on, Um, cousin. Get it together. (laughs) You don't know my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I love birthdays. Uh, I love when people have them, not necessarily for myself, but I love to celebrate them. And I just have recently gone to one that had a fun theme for my friend. And I'm just looking, or I started to think about like, what has your favorite birthday been? And I, I go back to when I was a kid and which one was my absolute favorite. And I'm just curious to know what your guys's was, or maybe one that is more recent too. For myself, I remember for birthdays when I was little, we would always get to go to, uh, it was called Nutters was the store. And we get to pick out a cake uh, tin for the shape of the cake that would be for our birthday. So my mom so would take fun. us to Nutters. We'd buy. So of course I picked out a bear and that was my favorite birthday. Yeah. So I think I had that cake tin <laughs> a few years in a row. And the other thing that mom would do sometimes would she would wrap quarters in tin foil and put them into the cake. Right. So when kids money cake. The cake, oh yeah. yeah, money cake. So I remember my bear cake, but I remember going to Nutters. Those were good birthday memories for me when I was a kid. Love that. I have a I have a four year old birthday memory. Um, I woke up and my mom says like, "Oh, like happy birthday, Sam!" And I I was quite upset and I'm sure she would say I was crying, but I'm not going to admit that. And and I I replied, "I don't feel four. and I didn't feel any different. And that was the first age that I realized like a, at a birthday, there's nothing different about the day other than it's the day you were born. You know, more trip around the sun. Right. I thought it would feel better on my fourth birthday. I don't, uh, I don't know if I have a, have a favorite one. Like I, I have some pretty good memories of a lot of the birthdays that my parents threw together for me when I was a kid. Cause I think we got through some pretty sweet things. So thumbs up to them. Um, but I'm just going to say like the, probably the most recent one that I had when we had just had a bunch of people at our place and we ended up having a donair buffet in the, in the oh, kitchen upstairs, which is so good. pretty that nice. Delicious. That's, yeah. And that's not something that I think, uh, is pretty common. So I thought that was kind of nice. And I love donairs. So oh, I had not many so times many that I've had, there's not many times I've had two donairs in one evening, but that I had three. Was one. Oh, good for you. <laughs> oh, I, I took one home. Oh, yeah. so. A road donair. No, I, had oh, yeah, you, I forgot. Yeah. You, you and, you and uh, one of your buddies had it for the, for the ride home. The reason why I got brought up is I started to think about my childhood birthdays and what one was my favorite. And uh, in the day I got to go bowling. I got to go bowling with all my friends. And uh, so, yeah, I was eight. Sorry, I was turning eight. And so such a good day as is you're like in the St. Albert bowling alley and um, you got to do the arcade and play all the games and get all the stuff. And then later that night, as we get home, I'm so stoked. The day was great. Um, all the good stuff. And then my parents are like, Oh, we have one more thing to go to. And I had no idea what it was. And I got to go to the month. Uh, I almost said monster, the monster truck rally. What? <laughs> For the night, and I thought it was the best. <laughs> I, had her, I was like so young, so I had to wear like the earplugs, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Everyone should wear earplugs there. Oh, yeah. yeah so outrageous. Four years. It was like four years ago, wasn't it? No. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, speaking. <laughs> have you on. been to. Oh, you go first. I have no, no, no. no. Keep, 
Keep going, keep so going. Polite she today. said she was young and had to wear earplugs. Have you ever been there? It's deafening. <laughs> Everyone should wear not. earplugs. You should I've not be been. allowed to go unless you have no. earplugs. <laughs> I agree. Nuts. Um, speaking of, of birthdays, I have no idea when the birthdays of our guests that we have in this episode are. Do you? No. Didn't think Good so. Good question. Um, Why would I, I know that? I do know the names of them. So we have Rick Carrier, absolute wow. legend in the hockey world, and now again at Vimy for the second time, I believe. And we also have Seamus McDougall, another grade 12 Vimy grad, uh, another um, remote interview. He's living all the way down in Calgary, unfortunately for him. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. All right. Now let's hear from our first guest, Rick Carrier. Please give a warm Vimier welcome to our next guest, who is on his second stint at Vimy Ridge. This gentleman actually left the Edmonton Oilers to come back to Vimy. If you want to talk hockey or any other topic that, for that matter, he is your guy. And most importantly, he is my teaching partner in high school hockey. Please welcome Mr. Rick Carrier. Welcome. Thank Rick. you, Blair. That uh, good introduction. I said it was... Uh... It's been great being back to Vimy. I've enjoyed uh, every minute. I've enjoyed the staff. I loved it when I was here before. And said after I, when I left, I said, if I ever go back to teaching, there's only one place I'll go back to, and that's Vimy. And fortunately for me, they created a bit of a space for me. That's awesome. So you were here a number of years ago, and um, I know there, there has been lots of physical change to the building, but uh, what are some of the differences that you've seen since you've been back? Vaping. <laughs> <laughs> there was no vaping. The kids were smoking dope in those days. But it was, <laughs> now it's a lot of all the vaping stuff going on. Uh, you know, in, like right in the school. I said that's amazing to me that, that stuff happens. But uh, uh, you know, I, I think some of the obviously the the, the changes are uh, the I think the the high level of of uh, uh, spaces that we have for activities that, that we run in all of our programs, like the, the, the gyms look outstanding, the equipment that's available. Now, I remember playing badminton with those poles that you had to make sure they balanced in the, yeah. on the floor. <laughs> yes. Only like two went in the floor, and the other rest you had to balance. And if any of the kids touched the net or leaned on it, the whole thing went over we've had a couple stories on here about some staff <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah that. The <laughs> but this and then the 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 fitness center is like second to none like it's unbelievable that what we have for fitness center and spin room and things like that so you know the the athletes and the kids that come in here the student athletes are just blessed to be uh i think uh, have that stuff available to them rick how's uh how's the transition been from you were just staying with, with this COVID and, and, and we've been teaching from home and you've been in and out of the school. How's that tr transition been for you? Yeah, I got it. So all my buddies are always asking me the same questions. Like, what's it like, like working from home? I said, well, the only problem working from home is my desk is too close to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can just stop grazing all day long, I said, you know, and, and the other thing is like no activity. We're not on the ice twice a week and I'm not yeah. out. You know, we're not running around the gym. We're not walking around, like, you know, with, with the kids out in the field right now, what we normally would be at this time. So, you know, a little bit more sedentary than, than usual. And so I've got to try and, you know, find the motivation to get on the treadmill a little bit more. That's all. <laughs> uh, Mr. Faulkner mentioned in your intro that uh, you've left the Edmonton Oilers to come back to Vimy. Now, hockey's taken you some pretty cool places. You've had some pretty cool um, 
job descriptions, different positions, things like that. Uh, and one of the spots you were was over in Japan. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I've been pretty blessed actually to be able to stay in the game. I got uh, all the guys I went to university with and we all graduated and we went off our separate ways and I'll run into them and they're, they'll tell me, they'll say, oh, it must be, it's unbelievable. Like you're so lucky to stay in the game and, you know, still be involved in hockey and, and you know, various levels and that. And I said, yeah, I said, you've done pretty well too. You know, you're head of your own company. You're bringing in, you know, two, 300 grand a year. And I was like, that, and I'm scraping away with, you know, 60, 70 grand. And but I'm staying in hockey. I said, it's the difference between you and me. But uh, I have been blessed. I, and, and, you know, I have a, a beautiful wife who supports and, and loves and supports me with the decisions I make around hockey and things like that. And that, that's so critical in the game if you're going to stay in it. And uh, like any young, young guy that's going to get in the game and coach, like you got to be prepared to move around a little bit. And uh, I, uh, I went to Japan for two years. I, I came out of university after I played and I got right into coaching with Perry Byrne at Nate. And I've had great mentors, Perry Pern and Billy Moores and Claire Drake and those guys. And, and uh, uh, through uh, a former coach in junior hockey, Dave King, uh, coached me in junior A in Saskatchewan, I got an opportunity to go to Japan and coach one of the club teams. And that, in that time, there was a, they had a Japan league, and there were six teams in the league. Cool. So I coached there for two seasons. And uh, it was an incredible uh, place to be. They treated you so good. We'd have uh, – I, I was amazed. Like, they give you, like, in those days, NHL, we were getting, like, $90 a day U.S. per diem. And all the meals were taken care of, like breakfast, lunch, supper, post-game, were all taken care of. And uh, you stay in these big hotels, like – like the, all the owners and all the companies that own the teams in that league all had a lot of money right. and they spent it on their, on their hockey teams. And uh, you, you flew everywhere unless it was like a local trip in, like a, to someplace close to I, our team was just out of Tokyo. So we were around there with, with trains and, and a couple bus rides and stuff like that. But uh, I flew everywhere. I remember one trip we'd be playing in, so you play all, there were six teams. You play everybody four times or six times. Sorry. So you play two games in their rink during the season, two rinks in two games in your rink, and you play two neutral site games. Oh, so when, cool. as you're touring around in these neutral site games, you'd play like we'd be in Fukuoka in uh, uh, for for three or four days to play a, a team, and then we would fly north to Sapporo or to Makamai or somewhere and play, and it would be plus twenty five in Fukuoka. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, zero or whatever with snow in Tamakamai, and you wouldn't change time zones. And it was, you know, and uh, it, it was amazing. And, and how good they, they, they treated you. And, and they were just on the cusp of kind of grasping international coaches again and, and bringing international people in. So I had a chance to, to work with, it, with a group of athletes and coaches and uh, start to implement some of the things that I'd learned through. You know, Perry Pern, Bill Morris, Dave King, and those guys like that. And so they were very receptive to all that. I was pretty lucky. So I imagine you you don't exactly blend in in Japan visually. <laughs> uh, we ask people um, all the time about embarrassing moments in their teaching career. Do you have any embarrassing moments from being in Japan? 
Well, I don't know. It was like, it's hard. I don't get embarrassed too easily. So uh, I'm not afraid to talk to people. So I, uh, I, I do remember the one thing. When you're in Japan, you got to remember not everybody speaks English that's Caucasian and tall. And I remember being downtown, like not downtown, downtown, but, you know, you go to the shopping district, stuff like that. And I was by myself, you know, all my, my second, first year, the, the, I felt guilty because the trainers and the managers and the coaches, anytime I felt bored, they'd look at me in the staff room and it's like, we need to take Rick somewhere tonight. <laughs> so we'd have to, we'd go, we'd go for supper, we'd go for beer or something. Can you say that on this show? Yeah. <laughs> go for whatever. And, uh, and uh, I just felt guilty, like, taking away from the all the time. So after a while, I said, like, you know what? All I need is, like, a schedule. Tell me what train to get on and where to get off. I said, I'll find my way. So I'm out by myself one day, and I found a Tony Roma. So I think this is the greatest thing going. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I was in Roppongi or somewhere like that, like a big shopping district in Ginza and that. And found a Tony Roma, so I was just in heaven. And uh, so I remember going in there and I seen this white couple there with their kids and I started out, oh, we're going to go talk to them, you know, see if they know anything about hockey or like that. Well, none of them spoke English. They were all German and I spoke no German. But So, you know, I was kind of hoping, you know, you're starving for conversation yeah. sometimes with, with people that you're thinking, oh, this might be an American or Canadian or something. No. So I was very, very selective after that for who I went up to talk to. Fair enough. Rick, throughout this uh, isolation process and COVID, what's been one positive? We like to bring positive to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So can you name one positive? Positive for me personally or positive, I think, for in general? Roll with it, whatever you want. Well, for me, positively, I would say I have, when I first came to Vimy, everybody's on, oh, you got to try this Google Classroom. You got to do this technology and all this other stuff. So in my growth plan, I said, I'm going to get better at technology. Well, this this COVID has kind of forced me into uh, improving my skills with the technology that we have. I wouldn't say I'm proficient yet, but I'm able to hack my way through it. Where I where I've been around is I notice a lot more respect for people, like in general with with going through this. I think people have a lot more respect. I know, you know, I, I'm waving at the neighbors, and the neighbors are walking by, and we're stopping and talking now and. Things that we'd never do before, kind of stick right. to yourself. But I think now we have some one thing that's kind of in common with all of us that we're we're kind of in all this together, and let's work through it together. Yeah, great. Well, I think we're gonna have to get you on at some other point because I know you got a lot more stories, and we want to definitely grill you and ask you a couple more <laughs> questions. But um, we'd like to say a big thanks for for joining us, and uh, I know you talked about staying connected and, and all that stuff. We hope to stay connected with you throughout the summer, um, and maybe our listeners will, uh, I guess, in the fall, hear more from our from our new tech guru, Mr. Rick Carrier. So thanks for joining us. Coming for your travel. Well, I don't know if we go that far yet, but thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, thanks Rico. Good seeing you, man. Yeah, you too. It's always great talking with Rick. He has been a gem to work with this past year. Um, like we mentioned, I get, uh, I've had the opportunity to work with him all year with high school hockey, and he is just a He's a, he's a piece of work. He's got stories for everything. He's got jokes for everything. He will talk about any topic you want to. He will talk with anybody. I think he knows everybody in Edmonton. Maybe he Albert, has to. He has to. Right? Yeah. Like, this guy has done so much within the hockey community. And for him to come back, you know what, leave his position with the Oilers, come back into teaching, 
teaching changed in the seven years that he was not teaching, right? Like oh, yeah. a lot of things changed yeah. in those and seven so years. And so did Vimy, right? Yeah, absolutely, right? And for him just to walk back in and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And he did a great job and is doing a great job. So it's, uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's a uh, he's salt of the earth kind of guy. It's, so It's quite wild and, and quite impressive that things in the hockey world, and especially, I guess, more specifically in his case, are still paying off for him. And he's still getting opportunities, even though he maybe stepped back from that role a little bit uh, and to come back into teaching. But it's, it's kind of interesting how uh, we brought up his stories about when he was over in, in Japan, not knowing about what he currently has in the works back in Japan. So that's um, Blair, I think you maybe know the most detail of all of us here, but you want to talk about his uh, maybe future. Yeah, plans. that's right. So we're, yeah, we were talking to him. Uh, I, I ran into him the other day at school after we did the interview and he shared some news with us that he said, we're welcome to share on air to our, you know, I wouldn't say millions of listeners, but, I think I can say hundreds of listeners. Um, so he's going to be taking a position with the Japan Ice Hockey Federation as the director of coaching. Oh. That's a big like, deal of an yeah, entire country, of an entire country with so many people and an up and coming nation. That's so yeah. impressive. It is so impressive. And so he's still going to be working at Vimy. He's going to be uh, still doing the high school hockey and the phys ed piece. And then once, what is it? Once a week, no, sorry. Oh, once, once, once a, a month, month for a week. For a week. There we go. He'll be flying to meet the team wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So whether it be in Japan, whether they're doing a tournament in, in Europe, whether they're in the States, whether... Unbelievable. So he's got opportunities. And like you said, he obviously, he's been a great guy and things keep coming to him. So again, congratulations to Rick Carrier on his, uh, on his position and just what a great guy. What students need to recognize is how small not only the hockey world is, but the sport world. If we're talking to our our rugby players, if we're talking with our swimmers, with our lacrosse players, things come back full circle, right? And so if, if you're, if, and the positivity out of this is if you're a a good student, a good kid, it's going to pay off for you down the road because people are going to talk about you and you never know when somebody is going to take over a position for the whole entire nation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah and where opportunities could come. So again, with opportunities, I think we, uh, we get onto this rugby train of, of athletes that we have and mm-hmm. let's hear from our next guest. Please welcome our third straight grade 12 Vimy rugby guest. This guy moved from Edmonton just for school and rugby and has since moved back to the land of no return, otherwise known as Calgary. This young man was an absolute pleasure to have in class, especially because most times he looks older than I did. Please welcome Seamus McDougal. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Seamus. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I wanna I wanna ask one one quick question here before before we get going. Now with the with the spelling of your name and the pronunciation of your name, how many times has your name been um, said incorrectly or any good versions of your name? Uh, has anyone called you any good versions of your name? Or is it always Seamus? Yeah, the most often it's Seamus. Yeah, Seamus. Seamus, yep. And any McDougals or MacDougals? Um, I'm a MacDougal, but it doesn't really matter. That's that's close enough. That's close <laughs> enough, but it's the Seamus that might get you off, hey? Yeah. One time in uh, grade nine, we had a, a teacher come in for two months. And I didn't correct her when she said my name was Seamus. <laughs> the entire time she was there. 
Okay. So that's not the first time that that's a similar story because one of my worst teaching moments, and I said this on a previous episode, was I called a student by the wrong name for the entire semester and they didn't correct me until like the second last day of class. Okay. Well, what's, what's life like down in Calgary? I know uh, because of the the terrible COVID situation, um, you know, down South maybe got hit a little bit harder than up here, but what's life down, down in, uh, what's life like down in Calgary? Pardon me. Um, I don't know. It's not too bad. I landscape, so I have to go to work every day. And then, I don't know, everything's kind of going back to normal. With all the protests we had and stuff, COVID kind of just got ignored. But I know a lot of people are in masks. Not much is open yet, but it's getting there. Good. What kind of landscaping are you doing? What does that look like? You mowing lawns Um, or you digging holes or what? Well, I kind of joined a small company yeah so my boss is really hands-off my first job was a masonry so i put rocks on a wall are they still on the wall or did you go back and check (laughs) well i had to pull them off because i did it wrong the first time oh Uh, yes you did (laughs) yeah but they're all on now so it's better. So for those of you that can't, well, I guess all of you can't see Seamus right now, or for those people that have never seen him, uh, he's currently rocking a pretty, pretty good, pretty impressive mullet. Um, Seamus, at what age did you like fully commit to that being your hairstyle? It was this year for sure. Okay. I thought I needed a mullet. thought you I've needed one. Since November. I haven't cut the back of my hair. Been a party since November. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Seamus, why, uh, why did you choose to come up to uh, Vimy Ridge Academy? What brought you up to Edmonton? Um, the rugby, mainly. Like, I wanted to play rugby. I wanted to really improve myself this year so I could see if I could make Team Canada or whatever for the summer. And uh, the Calgary has no program like that for a year-round rugby. So yeah. being able to practice every day really, really made the difference, and that's why I came up. Awesome. So we'll maybe give you a chance to toot your own horn here for a little bit, but I know you're a pretty good athlete. What's uh, been some of your, your biggest accomplishments in rugby or just in any other sports? Probably this year. The most recent was being named captain for the academy team that we played on. Awesome. And then two years before that, I was invited to the U18 Canada camp. Uh, I didn't make it that year, but I hurt my knee the next year after that, so I wasn't okay. eligible to play again. And then I played basketball previous to that. And I went to a couple of top 40, you Alberta camp. Wow. Yeah. Good sweet. for you. What, uh, what are your plans for, what are your plans for next year after you graduate? Well, right now I'm locked in to go to U of C for business, but I'm waiting to hear back from Camosun College about uh, possibly doing engineering. Okay. And where's that college? Camosun. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard of that. Where's that it's, one? It's uh, on the island, Victoria Island. Oh, nice. Oh, sweet. Very cool. Seamus, what was your favorite memory in, at Vimy in the last couple of years that you've been there? Um, my favorite memory? I really enjoyed uh, when we sold pies for the graduation, those little pies. Yeah. They're really tasty. What Did is, you actually what? sell them or just eat them all? <laughs> I, was, I was selling them and eating at the same time. What, uh, what's your go-to? Like if, you, if you had one flavor, one type of pie to eat, what would it be? You could only eat that one flavor for the rest of time. Rhubarb. Yes. Sure. Yes. Wow. Love strawberry rhubarb pie. Wow. Nice one. Great that answer. One came out of left field. Yeah. That is a good answer. Okay. Seamus, we're going to, we're going to get a couple more uh, quick answers out of you here. We're going to do a little game of this or that. 
So okay. you give us uh, the fastest response that uh, that you can when I give you uh, these when I give you two options. That sound okay. good? Yeah. Sunburn or mosquito bites? Mosquito bites. Apple or banana? Apple. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Corn or peas? Corn. Cake or donuts? Donuts. Super sandwich? Sandwich. Ninjas or pirates? Pirates. Tigers or elephants? Elephants. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. Hamburger or taco? Taco. And truth or dare? Dare. Oh. We're not going to dare you to do anything, but an interesting What answer. people can't see right now is that Seamus had a huge smile on his face that entire time. Just so pumped about his answer. So what I want to ask, you were probably the most confident when you when you said pirates over ninjas. You had a big smile. You were <laughs> yeah. bobbing up and down. Yeah. What, uh, what, like, obviously you're kind of into pirates a little bit. No? I just, I, it would be a, like... Back in the day, I think it would have been a cool lifestyle. <laughs> right. so that one's a no-brainer, but but corn and peas stumped them, hey? <laughs> <laughs> They're vegetables, so I guess yeah. neither he should have said. <laughs> hey, Seamus, we want to thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we hope you get a rain day this week so you get a little bit of a break from work. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Seamus. Yeah, all the best. You know what, crew? It is great hearing from our grade 12 students. And the funny thing is, why is this a rugby takeover? Like, is this going to be Vimy Three weeks Air in a row. Rugby? Honestly. Rug- rugby think, Air? Yeah. You know what? More people need to start paying attention to, to rugby, I guess. And it's out there. It's a sport. And But nevertheless, our grade 12 students are fantastic, no matter what sport they play or activity that they're involved in. Rugby players, to me, are some of the most in-shape athletes out there. Sure. I don't know what, what your guys' thoughts are, but it blows my mind. Like so they're, they're specimens. And I mean, I try to think I'm sometimes in shape-ish most of the time. Uh, Blair, I know you're an absolute machine. You can run forever. Sam, specimen. Kathy, you're good at everything. Um, Blair, you were just telling us the other day that you're, you're getting pretty, pretty efficient on, uh, on the old walking sticks. Well, yeah, my little getaway sticks have been getting me out of the house for for a few runs here and there. And yeah, during this whole COVID lockdown, I've been out for two or three runs a week now and it's getting pretty good. So quite excited about it. Well, let's see if, let's see if some students can challenge your times. What's your best 5k? My, this is good. Yeah. We're going to put this out there to the kids. Okay, sure. So my, my best 5k was 23 minutes and 46 seconds. 23 minutes and 46 seconds for 5k. What's the math? What's the math, Rolly? Are you doing it? Nope. Oh, you're just writing it down. Okay. So that's lightning fast because my, my top 5k is I'm hoping for five and a half minutes a kilometer. And I know that's over 25 minutes. Um, for our episode 18 challenge, and I'll put this out on, on Instagram. Uh, we're going to challenge a couple of students to go for a 5k run. See if you can do it in under 23 minutes and 46 seconds. If you do take a screenshot of your phone, a picture of your Apple watch, whatever it is to prove it. And we'll see if we can get you guys a little prize or a little, uh, a little something for beating. Uh, our absolute monster machine of a human being, Mr. Faulkner. Even though I can't run as fast as Mr. Faulkner, I bet there's a lot of you out there that can. So keep on trying, keep staying positive, and uh, listen in next week for another episode of In the Air.
like to thank Rick Carrier and Seamus McDougall for the interviews. Music brought to you by We Is Shore Dedicated, song titled Ice Cubes. More of their work can be found at freemusicarchives.org. This entire podcast has been a Vimy Ridge Academy production.